श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय हरिनाम प्रभु की जय भक्तवृंद की जय So, very um, honored to be here amongst all of you, and um, some of you I've met earlier in the week, and some of you I have not. And so, if I might um, ask your names, Ajamitadas, Nandarani. Okay, so we are in a confidential group. Well, <laughs> well, uh, initiated devotees, almost. Anyway. <laughs> At least those from Helsinki <laughs> tonight. So uh, I want to speak a little bit from Bhagavad Gita and from the ninth chapter, first verse. So all of you are familiar with Bhagavad Gita. As you may know, I did uh, publish an edition with commentary, so I'm going to read from that one. So the ninth chapter, Krishna begins, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha. He says, Idam tute guyatamam pravakshami anusuyave gyanam vigyana sahitam yajnatva moksha se shubhat. So, I'm sure you're all familiar with Bhagavad Gita and the fact that uh, the teachings at this point of Sri Krishna have reached uh, their highest pitch. It is the ninth chapter. And he says here that idam tute guhyatamam pravakshami anusuyave. I'm going to speak to you, Arjuna, about something very confidential, guhyatamam. So, as I mentioned, and I'm sure you're aware, the Gita gives a uh, a progressive um, explanation of the absolute truth and the means for realizing that. And although the the book is really about one subject, it's uh, talked about directly and indirectly. Anvayad itarata, as Bhagavatam tells us in its introduction. So, about what Shuddha Bhakti is not, and about directly about what it is, and about who is qualified to uh, approach the Lord in what way, and in all of this to awaken faith in in Bhagwan, and afford eligibility for Bhakti itself. So, thus far in the Gita. Up to this point, we've heard about just general principles of, in brief, human conduct, conduct that is colored with uh, um, with uh, shades, religious shades, how to conduct our human life in such a way that um, 
all of our human activities will have a religious color. Briefly on this, uh, uh, Krishna has spoken, and of course Arjuna comes from a very religious background. He's very qualified from a religious point of view, and he brings that up to a fault early on in the text. And Krishna is quick to um, address that and bring the discussion to uh, Brahmatattva, which was about Brahman consciousness. And as the text progresses, he speaks about Paramatmatattva. In these middle chapters, the theology of the Gita, Krishna speaking about himself, Bhagavan, and in this chapter, we hear the, more about Bhagwan and Bhakti. And so this is the most confidential teaching found in the Gita, and it's reiterated at the end of the text in the 18th chapter with some added feeling from what we find here. So this, Krishna calls Guhyatamam, very confidential knowledge. And he he says he's going to speak it to Arjuna, and he gives some mention here of the eligibility of Arjuna in a general way. Anasuyave, he's without any envy. Therefore, Krishna says, I'm going to speak this to you. So this envy is not very becoming in general. And more so in the midst of, in the sector of the devotees. Very, very unbecoming. Not to be able to tolerate the progress of another. This is one way in which um, envy has been explained. Uh, we um, are uh, very much concerned about... Uh, uh, in, uh, we are... Um, drawn to honor the enthusiasm of others and the progress of others and, and, uh, and to draw inspiration from that ourselves. So if we find envy in, amongst devotees, then it's very, very unbecoming. It has no place there. Uh, with regard to the eligibility here of Arjun, uh, in terms of his being non-envious and in that sense qualified to hear his... Um, Supreme knowledge, supreme secret. We hear uh, something similar in Bhagavatam at its onset. Dharma projita kaitavutra paramun nirmat saranam satam. Devotees are described there as satam, honest, so honest with themselves. And nirmatsar, they don't have any envy. Those who are without envy, they can hear this. Later in Gita, Krishna also speaks about this. At the end of the text, he again makes this point. He says, those who are not devotees, those who are not austere, those who are not interested in hearing, have no eagerness to hear, and those who are envious, this message of the Gita should not be told to them. There he is speaking particularly, for that matter, about uh, Guyatamam, the most secret of the 
uh, wisdom of the Gita, most secret knowledge of the Gita, not the general teaching of the Gita. He makes that statement at the end of the Gita after again reiterating the, 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 the essence of the Gita, which comes in this chapter at the end. So he says, uh, if you're not a devotee, then you're not qualified to hear this. And if you're envious, and if you have no austerity, and you're not eager to hear, then this message should not be given to you. We might wonder that if it's not for devo- only for devotees, then <laughs> how will anyone become a devotee by hearing Bhagavad Gita? So, again, I, as I mentioned, at that point in the Gita, Krishna is particularly referring to this aspect of the teaching. And this, as we'll see in the course of the discussion, this is a very high thing. It is the same message that we find in, in Srimad Bhagavatam. That uh, uh, very secret message. It is for Nirmat Saranam Satam, and, and, and what does Vyas um, uh, Muni say? Sadyo Hride Avarudyate. The subject matter of this text is so nice, so charming, so compelling that the desire to hear this, sadyo immediately, who has the interest in this, Bhagwan Krishna becomes arrested in their heart. The playful, um, independent, transcendental Cupid, <laughs> he becomes captured and uh, imprisoned in the heart. So what is the subject of Srimad Bhagavatam? What is that message? This is the Vastunidesh Shloka of Bhagavatam. I'm citing I'm sure you're familiar with that. Second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Three introductory verses. Very special message. This is the love life of God. Srimad Bhagavatam. Sometimes it has been described as the heart of Krishna. So it's about who has captured his heart. I mentioned other night that some people have doubt about God. And we teach about God's doubts about himself, as we find in Srimad Bhagavatam. He has doubt about himself. It's a very funny religion. His Rasaraj, but seeing the love of his devotee, seeing the love of Radhika, he doubts his own position. Have I tasted everything there is to taste about love? What I'm seeing in, 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 in her, something I'm not familiar with, and I make the claim, I've made the claim. I'm Rasaraj, she says. Now it's being challenged. I'm having some doubts about my position, what to do. So these are very secret things. This is not just for anybody and everyone. You have to be devotee. You have to be free from envy. And of course, devotee means he really has no envy. This has already been defined there in that verse. Nirmat saranam satam. Truthful, without envy. Has some eagerness to hear about all these things. So Arjuna is like that. All devotees should be like that. 
And here, Krishna is giving in a in a veiled way, but nonetheless giving the full meal. And devotees will come and sit and take according to their appetite, draw from that. But if if this is param guyam, guyatamam, the most confidential uh, secret, and it is for the non-envious, this must be the same message of Srimad Bhagavatam. Very secret message. What does Bhagavatam say? Bhagavatam was also spoken. It, it, it should be spoken. This message should be given to devotees. No doubt. Krishna says it himself at the end of the text in the Gita. What does he say? Idam paramam guyam madbhakteja vidhashati. But to speak of uh, that uh, it should be spoken to devotees, he says, who does that? Who speaks this to devotees? He becomes very dear to me. No one is more dear. So this message, the secret uh, life of God that should be spoken about in certain circles. And those who are devotees, they all will come to take partake of this uh, meal, if you will, according to their appetite. Arjuna has a particular appetite. Brahma had a particular appetite. Krishna spoke to him, Chatushlok of Srimad Bhagavatam, four verses. Here we find in ninth chapter Krishna speaking. The pitch of his speaking reaches a very high level. He becomes very emotional as he begins to speak about his devotees at the end. And this uh, overflows into the tenth chapter. Chapter 10 does not begin with Arjuna's question. Arjuna does not speak again and question until the end of this discussion, which comes to the four essential shlokas of Bhagavad Gita, which Shripad Vishwanachakubitakura is called Chatur Shloka of Bhagavad Gita. And the message in those verses is the same message as Srimad Bhagavatam, which came in four verses from Krishna to Brahma. Very confidential knowledge. What does Bhagavad say? Idam paramam jnanam me tadbhijnana samanbita sarahasyam. This is the first thing came from Krishna to Brahma. A very intimate setting. Brahma drew very much from that. Brahma had performed some tapa, austerity. This tapa is austerity. It means knowledge also. If you if you undergo some austerity, then just to deal with that, you have to think philosophically. To deal with austerity of the body, when, in which the body is deprived, senses are deprived from the objects of the senses. To the the the, the, uh, the mind becomes active. If you want to think deeply, you have to to withdraw from sense objects, sit quiet in a quiet place to think deeply and contemplate. We're withdrawing the senses from the object of the senses. This is tapa, and this tapa is knowledge. It brings knowledge. And ultimate knowledge that is being discussed here, we'll hear rajavidyam, rajaguyam, this is bhakti, this subject, and it is knowledge. Bhakti is a special kind of knowledge. 
It is the kind of knowledge we find in love. In, in love, one knows what to do. The knowledge is essential, nothing extra. We are acquiring so much knowledge and information. In, in our society today, there is so much information, and we are prone to collect so many facts and bits of information, whether they be of the world or even, even theologically or philosophically. We have to think, stop and think as sadhakas, what value will it be for me, for my progress in spiritual life? This is important. We are all sadhakas. We are not badajiv in that sense, now that we are muktajiva. We may look like the badajiv often. We may feel like a badajiv. But somebody feels for us, somebody of consequence, our Gurudev, spoken for us, feels for us, he cannot think like that about us. He will think about our prospect only. Speak to us of that. Embody that. Inspire us to pursue that. We should live in this world as sadhakas, not really in the world. Our sadhana should come to the point that we go through the motions of what we need to do to sustain our body and that for the sake of pursuing devotional life. We tend very much to gravitate towards the, uh, the fringe, although we brought into the center in, in the beginning, based on our enthusiasm, our interest in our flexibility, openness. But then we, we understand, if you will, Krishna consciousness or Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we understand it and then we we understand the meaning of life and then we just go on with our life we don't we don't apply that understanding and change our life but sadhana is for that is for change you may think that it's difficult and it, it is but but as much as the mind is nature is is what it is which makes us sometimes describe it as an enemy it is also a friend it can be trained. That is the point. It it can be, and it can it can uh, it can fully identify with with objects, and you can almost become them. So by training the mind through those, and and taking advantage of the precious things given by our Guru Dev, our mantram, Nam Prabhu, Nam Shastam, Apisachiputram, the highest conception of the name that is given to us in Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the mantram to assist us in that. This is the real wealth. We don't often sometimes know or we forget why we, why we approached our guru. And we wonder, what did we get? That mantram, Krishna Nam, that is so valuable. We should uh, honor that. And here, how to take advantage of that. This should be the center of our life. We should try to see that every day we make progress in spiritual life. Every day I'm making progress. Otherwise we are going nowhere. Fast. Nowhere. This is the only thing that has value. We are all devotees from different sects, different gurus. We have the same basic ideal. There's room for some difference there. Some variety. Variety that ornaments the whole affair, mm-hmm. rather than 
difference that blemishes that. We have a philosophy of what Bhagyan Tattva. So we are all on the same page philosophically. We should be. There can be no, no difference in philosophy. We are all the followers of Achintya Veda Veda. But the Veda Veda, Abhed, that is our philosophy, and Bhed is the religion. The expression of that is varied. So much difference is there. But that difference that is arising out of the same philosophy, that is the beauty of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that is ornament of the philosophy. But that difference that is not uh, a religious sentiment, if you will, that may likely be a misunderstanding of the philosophy, that will be a problem then. Then different groups are not able to um, harmonize as far as possible. We are not all sajatiya. We are not all in the same spirit. We have not all the same sentiment necessarily, mostly. And whatever they will be, certainly they will be compatible hmm, to a point. Gopas and gopis, boys will be boys and girls will be girls. Hmm. Some difference, hmm. but highly compatible, these two nonetheless. So we should come together to hear these kinds of things encourage one another and think such a valuable thing has been given to us this most secret of secrets it should be spoken we should understand it and learn how to speak it tastefully relative to who is who is in our audience as I say the full meal is given here as it is in Srimad Bhagavatam and this is a book of devotees especially the Bhagavat overtly so and everyone will come and take according to their, their appetite. Same message here as we find in Srimad Bhagavatam, here in ninth chapter as in, as in Srimad Bhagavatam. The love life of Krishna is, is, is discussed. Krishna told Brahma, same thing he's telling Arjuna here. Idam, paramam, jnanam, me, tad, Vijnanam samanvitam sarahasyam. Earlier in the Gita, this term was used also. Krishna spoke to, Gita, to Arjuna in the third chapter. What did he say? Bhakto sime sakacheti rahasya hiyetaduttamam. Rahasya means secret. That secret is bhakti. Bhakti is a, is a secret, in, in, even in a general sense, that bhakti means to, to share. To give, uh, it can be said. There is, there is a mystery in that, uh, as I many times said, by giving then we get. And we find uh, ultimately that giving is itself the getting. But this does not make sense. We accept it because it's our practical experience. Hopefully it's our experience. But it's not necessarily reasonable or logically sound, the idea that by giving you will get. But life works in this way. Real life works in this way. And by taking, that is, means uh, exploitation. As much as we are oppressed by mind and senses, we have to be on the take. And in taking, there's no gain. We are simply incurring debt. Just as if you, uh, Kamalakshatol, I said, 
so you own your house. He said, actually, the bank owns the house. It's in, written in our name, but the bank is owning the house. And <laughs> many of us may have such experience. So when you borrow money, then it appears that you have something, but actually you simply have a debt. And with compounded interest, you're much in negative numbers in reality. So we want to rise from negative numbers. Buddhists want to end it at zero. Or Advaitins, Nirvishesh Brahma. That zero has some positive value when it's viewed in comparison to negative numbers. But Gaudiya Vaishnavas, they want to ask, are there any positive numbers? And they can take us to 108. That is, that is the idea here. Krishna wants to take us to 108. Bhagavatam wants to take us to 108. So, so far out of debt, so much positive gain, such a high thing. When Krishna told Arjuna, I want to tell you this because you're my devotee and because you're my sakha, my friend. This was in the third chapter. Ostensibly, Krishna was speaking about Nishkam Karma Yoga, Gyan Yoga, the Gyan, the mystic wisdom that comes from giving. Again, if you give, there's some kind of getting. Can you explain it? Can you hold it up and show it to anyone? I got this. Something I can demonstrate to everyone. No, it's mystical. By giving, we get. We gain. We cannot show it to anyone, but we know it. We can only enthuse them by the fullness that we've attained by giving of ourselves to whatever extent. We can only compel others to do so by our own experience. This is true in an ordinary sense. Before, what can we say about Krishna consciousness? What can we say about that? The book, and we have so many books. At one point, Madhya Madhikari wants to learn every book, every shloka. <laughs> I used to listen to Prabhupada's lectures on the... We had a, uh, tra um, cassettes and I would memorize the lectures and all the books as they came out I was uh, getting advanced copies some of my friends inside friends I had in the, in the press and I was in the, in the field was my service for distributing the books they would send me the copies in, it, in advance they were post supposed to be reserved for the GBCs and others but so I had an inside friend who would send me. <laughs> so I used to keep up on all all the uh, the shower of, uh, of uh, spiritual insight, shiksha, coming from our Gurudev, that was keeping his mission so alive at the time. And of course, it's one point uh, the setting of the sun of our Gurudev's manifest appearance occurred, and. And uh, I was a fortunate person to be in the uh, reflective, cooling, soothing light of the moon of Bhakti Rakshakshidadim Goswami Maharaj's Shiksha. And I came in touch with so many other books then. I thought I have to learn all of those books, capture all of that knowledge. But I, I, after a while, I, I gave up on that. <laughs> but too many books, too much. If we have some aptitude, we should try to learn, of course. We should try to learn in such a way that it is not idle, that 
there is some difference, no doubt, in having theoretical knowledge and not having theoretical knowledge. But the real difference is to the extent that we apply the theoretical knowledge. We're in a position with Sambandagyan to apply ourselves with regard to our bhajan in such a way that we will be more likely to be successful. Theoretically, you may be successful without that, Sambandagyan, but practically speaking, it is not possible. And if it appears to be so, and there is an example, then we will think, Sambandagyan, he got so much in the previous life. But this theoretical knowledge is only really as useful as it as we take advantage of it to apply ourselves. Ganam bhijnanam, he says here, Krishna. I'm going to give you theoretical knowledge. It can be thought of in this way, in practical knowledge. He gives a theoretical knowledge. He says, what does he say? I'm here. I'm not here. I'm there. In everything, I'm outside of everything. This kind of achinta veda veda tattva, he gives in this chapter. This idea. He gives the, what is the practical application? Satatam kirtayantomam, patram pushpam palam toyam, all these verses. Manmanabhavamad bhakto, be a devotee, how to be a devotee, always engage in hearing my name, chanting, satatam kirtayantomam, etantas chad dudabrata, patram pushpam palam toyam, all these things. Yome bhakti prayachati. Well, we should try to gather theoretical knowledge, but it will be really useful to us as much as it uh, encourages us, enthuses us to apply ourselves, to, 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 to exercise our atrophied heart and to change our life, to give, to give and get. And what, what can we say about it? This is the point. What can we, how much can we say about it? So many books have been written our Goswamis have written so many books based on Bhagwat. It is said what Nana Shastra Vicharana Kandipano Sadharma Samstapako. They took all this revealed literature. What more could be said than that, what Vyasa has given? And they took it and they churned it. And so many more books have come out. They are certainly knowledgeable. In this plane, where knowledge has some value, some uh, some purpose. The purpose of that knowledge, that uh, Shastra, again, is to compel us to engage in spiritual practice, which in a very simplistic way, but essential sense nonetheless, is, is giving. Hmm? Giving. They're all Brajgopis, these Sadgosamis. In the village they are depicted as having no knowledge, they are not educated. Village girls only. Milk girls. Milk ladies. Milk maidens. But when they come to this world, and they have so much gyan, so much knowledge. It is just like in, in the United States, it is the most powerful military-industrial complex in the world. But we don't see any guns, tanks, missiles or anything like that, parading on the streets or in the airports. It's all hidden in the background. So that there may be peaceful flow amongst the citizens, interaction. But if anyone should attack the nation, then there will be so many missiles and all this power, gan, 
um, I mean by that power, Aishvarya, that will all come forward, express itself. So when those village girls come here, oh, they have so much knowledge. Here it's required. What is the purpose of that knowledge? A fellow asked me, I'm a little bit philosophical, and so sometimes, um, also sometimes long-winded, and everyone is not pleased by that. <laughs> so forgive me if I go beyond your level of patience or interest, but it's happened before. Uh, a fellow asked me at one such instance, he said, uh, Swamji, uh, whatever happened to just, just chant Hare Krishna? Why have you have to make it so complicated with all these talks? Why not just chant Hare Krishna? So I told him, I said, you tell me, you tell me why you don't just chant Hare Krishna. Can you answer why? <laughs> that is the teaching, yes. But why you don't do that? What are you waiting for? If you just do that, then I'll be quiet. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me anymore. But you don't do that. Hmm? Therefore, you need this someone again. You need to understand. Such a simple thing that by giving, you will get. This, was the, this is the, the lesson of human life. It is said that humans are different from animals by reasoning. But Mahaprabhu had a different idea. Not that logic should be the common language of humans. But if they are to realize their full potential, it should be love. Mahaprabhu came to teach this, that love is the language that humans can speak. Bhagavan Sri Krishna came to earth to, perform, to, to perfect his love life. Love is a fallen condition. When Bhagavan falls in love, then that's a problem. But that's a great opportunity for us. This is the Achilles heel of, of, of Krishna consciousness, if you like. When Krishna is in such a condition, fallen in love, Go to him then. Render some service there. What will be the remuneration? Water in the desert is very valuable. A little service at, at Krishna's greatest hour of need. Oh, that is very valuable. He came to earth. This is, the, this is uh, the, where the Nara Lila is called. So he's, love is the is, the, is a fallen condition. Human beings fall in love, they lose reasoning. Love knows no reason. They make fools of themselves. So Krishna, fallen in love, comes to earth to perfect his love life. This is an extraordinary event in, in human history. Of course, there was, as I mentioned earlier, some problem in that. Rasaraj Krishna started to doubt his, himself, that, that I've tasted the measure of love, that I have the capacity to do so. So this uh, theological problem, of course, he's made a solution, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. If we go very deep inside Krishna Lila, we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not only reaching out to bring us in to Krishna Lila, but if we go very deep inside it, we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Well, this is a more extraordinary event, the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Anarpita charim charat kurunayabhatina kalo samarpaitam unutojo rasam sabhakti sriyam. We should talk about this. Krishna is saying, I'm going to talk to you, Arjuna, you're not envious. You don't have any envy, all of you people. You appreciate one another, even if you have some differences. You should, if you don't. Different gurus different emphases, 
This is beauty. This is charming. This is not a problem. So we should talk about these high things, but we should understand where we are in the whole map. Just like when you go to the mall and it says, you are here, and then there are so many places you can go. So we should know where to go, what, 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 what opportunity Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has made available. We should know where we are and how to go there systematically under good guidance. But as I'm saying to you, in a very basic and very simple sense, this whole thing is about giving. Bhakti is about giving. The Braj Leela, what is that? That is, having found the perfect object of love, love is about giving, not about getting. Having found the perfect object of love, the supreme taker, the supreme enjoyer, we have the opportunity to fully give of ourselves in every imaginable way. This is Brajalila. Gopis have given of themselves entirely. So when we find the perfect object of love and fully give, that manifests as Krishna-lila. This is the meaning of that. So you have to become a giver to go there. Uh, giving in any way that is valuable, has some value. For making some, some... Human beings have the chance to make some self-sacrifice, to do something voluntarily. We have come out in human life from underneath the oppression of the senses to the extent that we can think about these things. And thinking about it, gives us the opportunity to, to realize, thinking about what I am, that I am. Nature has a, has a soul. It finds out in human life. And as much as nature, the material world, I mean, is a combination of matter and spirit. At human life, it wakes up. I am. I think. Therefore, I am. The French uh, philosopher said. And we say also, so now you know that you are, so what, 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 what to do with yourself? That means you can love, you can give, you can do something voluntarily. An animal form of life, we cannot really do anything voluntarily. We are oppressed. The jivas are oppressed by the senses. The hungry animal cannot say, you first, to the other animal. Some habits are there in motherhood, built into nature. But it's not a conscious thing to make a sacrifice. In human life, we can make a sacrifice. This is the secret, rasyam, how the world works. We give of our material possessions, and as much as, they are, as, much as, as, much as we are identified with them, giving them is giving of ourselves. Therefore, when you give, if you've given, how will you know? Yes, you will get, <laughs> but you will get a pinch. I've given. You will feel the pinch. Then you know I've given. It's not like that um, famous story Prabhupada used to tell, Govinda Namaha. You know, there was a man, he had a wheat field, he was very wealthy, and one of his laborers said, you know, you're a stingy old guy. You've got all this wheat. You pay me just a little bit. I'm always going to the temple giving some contribution. I never see you there giving anything. I said, what are you talking I'm giving all the time. He took some wheat flour in his hand. Wind came and blew it. He said, whenever the wind blows my wheat, I offer it to, to Bhagavan. Govinda Namaha. So it's already gone. 
You cannot keep it anymore. Then he's offering. That is not giving. No. We have to feel the, the pinch. Then we grow. The self grows. We give of our material possessions, as much as we are identified with them, we grow. We're giving of ourselves. And we come to find out in time that it is our very self that is is uh, to be sacrificed on the altar of Krishna Sankirtanam, the, the Yuga, the Dharma of the Yuga. Arjuna was told, as I mentioned, Bhaktosi me sakacheti rahasya And this ostensibly in the context of speaking about Nishkam Karma Yoga, where we are asked to give the fruits of our activities. And in Gita it's talked about in such a way that give the fruits to Bhagavan, to God. We'll get mystic knowledge from that, self-knowledge, mystic insight. But in the context of speaking this to Arjun, Bhaktosi me sakacheti etaduttamam, he said this mystery of, of devotion really. I'm telling you because you're my friend and a devotee. And what does he speak about then? He goes on to speak about the the, the avatar tattva, very important cornerstone of the theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Theology is primarily expounded in these middle chapters from 7 to 12. But Krishna introduces some of the important aspect of the theology there. avatar tattva, the nature of my descent, Hmm? He, he's talking about theology means you have to have some knowledge of Bhagwan to do devotion. He's putting a cornerstone for his uh, teaching of bhakti in place. And what does he say then? Hmm? In that in that section, what else does he say? He says, "Sambhavami juge juge." I am the supreme personality of Godhead. Sambhavami juge juge. So many yugas. So many avatars are coming. I come as so many avatars. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Sayam. I'm avatari. So many avatars coming from me. It's a jejatamam prapadyante, as we mentioned earlier. I'm Rasaraj. We understand Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We can find, oh, this is what Krishna is saying here. Important information. This information is important. We find in Chaturshloka of Gita, what does he say in the first of those four verses? Aham sarvasya prabhavo mata sarvam pavartate iti matva bhajante maam buddha bhava samanvita If you want to do bhajan of me, oh, some of this, this, this knowledge is required. You have to know I'm Rasaraj. I'm the supreme taker. If you want to fully give, you have to know who is the supreme taker. Who can take it all? That's me, he says. Aham Sarvasya Prabhupada. I'm Swayam Bhagavan, the source of everything. My Guru Maharaj, he coined his phrase, the Supreme Personality of God. It's, a, it's from a literary point of view, <laughs> at least in English, suffers considerably his literature from redundancy. The Supreme Personality of God. Every opportunity, even when it might not seem appropriate from other perspective, he's saying, the Supreme Personality of God, the Supreme Personality of God. This is Aham Sarvasya Prabhupada. By this kind of jnana, we can get our uh, 
foot in the door for that kind of bhajan, that kind of bhakti, that kind of practice, raga samandvita of the Brajalila. This is what is given here in Bhagavad Gita in this section. This is the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. Again, Krishna spoke it to Brahma. In four verses, same thing. Gyanam, me, paramam, paramam, gyanam, me, tadvigyanam, samanvitam, sarahasyam. And what a nice setting. Arjuna is friend of Krishna. He's poor, uh, we say, purisambandi, a, a, a city pal of, of Krishna. He will take this meal up to a certain point. He likes Krishna with two hands. Everybody else is seeing him in, uh, on uh, Kurukshetra, practically everyone with four arms. Arjuna is seeing him with two hands. Dibhuja. Oh, he would drink this message to a certain point. Not all the way to the Brajlila. But, but he's devotee of Krishna as Parthasarathy. He may visit him in Dwaraka. There's news of the Brajlila there. Indeed, in his sleep, Krishna is speaking about that, dreaming about that. Brahma, he heard this message. He's friend also. What happened at that time? He performed the tapa. Bhagavan appeared before him as Narayana. I'm your source. He wanted to know his source. Then a wonderful thing happened. And Bhagavan, what, what does Brahma say? He says, I, please tell me how it is that in spite of the fact that you have a transcendental form, you appear in an ordinary form, although you have no ordinary form. It means at that point in Bhagavatam, as corroborated in Sri Brahma Samhita, and if you don't like Brahma Samhita, then go to the Shruti, Gopal Tapani. Krishna appeared in, Bhagavan appeared in Gopavesh. Gopavesh means dressed like a Gopa, not like Narayan, dressed like a cowherd. Narayan appeared, then he showed himself. What was he showing? He was showing the heart of Brahma, the potential of the heart of Brahma. Know me in Gopavesh, take Gopal Mantra from me. Let me explain it to you. And he gave Chatushlok of Srimad Bhagavatam, a big explanation of that mantra to help us take advantage of that. And Kam Gayatri Gayatri Basharupo, so Srimad Bhagavatam commentary on Gayatri. Brahma Gayatri ultimately comes to Kam Gayatri to fulfill her prospect. When Brahma Gayatri heard Gopal Tapani Shruti, she became Kam Gayatri. These are the main mantras of our Sampradaya, Gopal Mantra, Kam Gayatri. Krishna explained these things to Brahma. What did he say? In his Gopavesh. Uh, what did Brahma say? Brahma said, Oh, he said, um, Yabat Sakya Sakyor. Yabat Sakya Sakyor. Iveshtate Krita. He said, Priya, Priyam, Pritamana, Sprishankare. You touch me with your hand. You deal with me like friend deals with a friend. This is not how Narayan speaks to his devotees. He may touch them on the head, give a blessing, 
some we'll understand according to our sentiment. But Brahma is saying, like friend to friend, you treated me like that. You shook hands with me, Prabhupada renders it. And Krishna shook hands with Brahma. Good luck to you, he said. <laughs> I want to tell you something. You, you, I tell you, I will tell you the secret of secrets. You've done tapa for a long time. You're austere. You're not envious. You're a devotee. And you are eager to hear. I will tell you the message of ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Same thing in Sumat Bhagavatam. Four verses. I'll share that with you. And that is about the love life of Bhagwan, His plight. How he can capture the hand of Radha. It is about love of Radha for Krishna. How Krishna, how Bhagawan, the Supreme Brahman, has been, uh, has become bewildered. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami speaks of it in that way. What does he say? Amit Purna Brahma. I am the Purna Brahma. But Radhera Prem, Radhikar Prem, Unmata. By the influence of the Prem of Radha, I become mad. I've lost myself. You see, those are very secret things. God has lost it. <laughs> the world will be, will be concerned. God has lost his balance. I would position to come and help him get some balance. <laughs> we could have some service there. We should think like that. We should think that hmm, this is my service in a general sense. What is that? Jugolo milan shukara karana jivana charite pori Jugolo Milan, Shukara Karan, the happy Shukara, meeting of Radha Govinda, Jivana Chodite Pori, I will die for this, I will risk my life for this. That, depending on our sentiment, that Krishna will be united with Radha, that Radha will be united with Krishna. Who will Krishna tell this to, his plight? He told to Brahma, as a friend. When all gopis thought that they would have to marry another other than the son of Nanda, at one point they went to the Jumuna to enter the waters and never come out. And utter the utter the mantra, let me let me be live in the house of uh, Nanda Maharaj. The girl will go and live in the house of the uh, father of her husband. Without this, I'm entering the Jumuna. They all came, not together. They didn't make it. Will you go? If you go, I'll go. <laughs> not like that, no. <laughs> Did they go to meet Krishna in the, uh, in the full moon of uh, Sard Purnim by first talking to one another? If you go, I'll go. What do you think? We can sneak out together. No, they went. They heard their name in Krishna's flute. This is the Diksha of the Prakat Lila. They heard their name. They went. They found everyone else there. Other, oh, you came too, and you also came. This should be our group, who answered the flute call of Krishna. Whatever other group they may appear to be in, who's ever answering the flute sound of Krishna, going there, we should be in that group. Real devotees. On this occasion, I mentioned they all went to the Jumuna to commit suicide. 
because of the thought they would not live in the house of, 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 of Nanda Maharaj and be wedded to Krishna. But there was nothing to fear. They have no connection with anyone else and they never will. That is all for the sake of the Leela. Purnamasi came to the scene. Oh, at the behest of Brinda Devi. She thought, how can this be? Radhika will commit suicide and all the young maidens of the Braj. Purnamasi, a little older and wiser, assured her, don't worry. It's all right. Everything's under control. She tried to explain some little philosophy, but ultimately, anyway, she pacified her. They came to the Jumuna. Brindadevi, Purnamasi, and Madhu Mangal. They intervened. Goddess Kalindi came from the water also. There was a divine intervention in their lives. So they put them back together emotionally, assured them everything will be all right. Meanwhile, Krishna is in another place meditating. What is he meditating on? <laughs> Whether he will get those, get Radha as his, uh, uh, get her love, her hand. She's been promised to another. This is his, his meditation. And Purnamasi approached with Brindadevi and Madhu Mangal. Madhu Mangal and Krishna had never met before. Purnamasi said a few secret words. And Bhagavan Krishna came out of his meditation. She knew what, was, what, he, what he was meditating on, where his heart was. Assured him, in a simplistic way, everything will be all right. I brought a gift for you, she said. I brought a gift for you. What is that gift? What was the gift? Purnamasi gave to Krishna, Madhu Mangal. I give you this gift, Madhu Mangal. You two stay together. He liked a some kind of foster son of Purnamasi. Narada Muni. Some qualities of Narada are found in him. Narada's incarnation of Madhu Mangal. We will look at it more like that. Mahaprabhu performed kirtan in his house. Shiva Thakur. Shiva Sangam. There will be confidential dealings between these two. He has no, 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 no lack of representation in Rupa's writings. And Subal, Ujwal, all these young boys, they have, they have a substantial position there. They can hear the plight of Krishna. They can tender to him. When Mahaprabhu took the bath of Krishna in separation from Radha, Rai Ramananda spoke to him, Kabiraj Goswami tells us, just like Subal, and pacified him. They have this kind of knowledge, these boys. Nothing is lacking in them. Kwa, hmm, what is it? That is another verse. But, uh, Kwa sriman adhikaram, adhikaratvam, nasubala seva. It means, <laughs> what is the uh, eligibility of these boys like Subal? Nothing, uh, they, they are eligible for any service to Krishna. Most confidential service. And 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 it's Subal. What did Raghunath Das Goswami say in that verse? Gokul Vidu, Swapne. In a dream, even Subal will not let go of the hand of Krishna, even in dreaming. He is full of love for Krishna, and what kind of love? Such special love. 
such a special love, so extraordinary. He has given himself also to Radha. It is his his uh, kunj at Shamakund. He is dedicated to her, and Manu Mangal his to Lalita, Ujwal his to Vishaka uh, Gupi. His very appearance, Ubal. If you very much love someone, you take on their almost start to look like them. He looks like Radha. How much he contended to his need, Krishna's need, and to the need of the divine couple. These young boys, they're qualified to hear this message here from Bhagavad, from Bhagavad Gita, and understand the full, close to the full measure of that. <laughs> we should try to become like that, like Brajgopa or Brajgopi. Follow your heart, follow your guru, Vishwambena Guru Seva. Now we should focus on our Guru Seva. But in this way, Vishwambhena Guru Seva, like a servant friend, we should try to become close to our Guru, that he will have to have to think about us, our sustenance, because we are very part of his whole, if in, for example, in a preaching campaign, part of that, dear to him. Vishwambhena Guru Seva, Rupa Goswami says, with this kind of spirit, not at a distance, close. And if we have this kind of attitude, then surely he will tell us some, some of these secrets, explain them to us relative to our appetite, potential. And there are many sentiments. These two are prominent, gopas and gopis. We are, should follow in the wake of that kind of love if we had understand the full message here. This we call Raganuga Bhakti. And this Chatur Shlok of Bhagavad Gita, it comes to that. Tushyanti cha Ramanti cha. Tushyanti cha ar Ramanti cha. Tushyanti cha Ramanti cha. These two. In our charges, uh, I'm only trying to shed light on what they've said about this already. Someone made a complaint recently about my edition of Bhagavad Gita because it touches on these topics. <laughs> he had a complaint. This has nothing to do with Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita is the ABCs. And he's talking about the whole alphabet there in the commentary. Not really. Only a little bit. But you tell me, is it there or not? It's there for me. <laughs> That's enough. It's there. So much there. And we'll be able to understand it, access that, by becoming a real devotee, giving up envy, wanting to see the progress of others, eagerness to hear, some austerity. Krishna said, these, are, these things should be in place. Some willingness to change, it means. Giving, now giving is an austerity for us, but <laughs> we should do that. Some willingness to change, some eagerness to hear, no envy. What do we have to be envious about? Even if we are not advanced, someone who is advanced, our Gurudev, has, has taken, um, spoken for us. Someone of consequence cares about us. Someone of real spiritual consequence cares about us. 
We are so fortunate. We may look like a Buddha Jeev, we may think we are a Buddha Jeev. Hmm? <laughs> we may act like a Buddha Jeev. But that, that devotee who has no connection with the Sampradaya, big topic, but <laughs> uh, with a real person of spiritual substance, he's in a different position. Even if he doesn't practice, that doesn't mean he has a license not to practice. It means he can come home at some point. Orphan boy and a son of a king living on the streets together. They look the same, but there's a difference. Son of the king can go home to the palace at some point. So find, find a sadhu who you can take guidance from. It said, Thus, you, you must accept a guru. This must means not by law, but by love. I must do that. I've, I have some shraddha, and the shraddha is growing to the point that I want sadhu sangha. I want to associate with other people with shraddha. In the context of that, someone stands out, and I put my uh, chips there. I, 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 I must take shelter there. This is my, my feel. I must do that. This is my interest. Then he teaches us how to do Krishna Bhakti, how to engage ourselves, Bhajana Kriya, that, it, that, it, that removes our doubts. Oh, faith is increasing. Doubts are removed. Anartanivitti. Faith becomes fixed. Trinadapisu Nichena. One becomes humble, flexible, and becomes fixed. By becoming flexible in this way, like a blade of grass, you become fixed. And Kirtaniya Sadahari and Ruchi will come and Shraddha is fully blossomed. Some taste for that from the land of faith. My faith has reached a point. But I have some liking for that. Then all, before that, by reason, I will be led to, to a large extent. But now, with Ruchi, with taste, I will go. And reasoning will be supported to that. And I will reason in a very funny way, in a strange way. That is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Everybody will not accept that. Oh, in this Upanishad, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is mentioned. <laughs> say, what, what are you talking? What is the context? He's not there. He's saying something else. But our Goswamis are finding him here, there, and everywhere. So, try to be good, sincere, Devotee, our Guru Maharaj used to say, don't try to be a great devotee, be a good devotee. Try to be a giver, be very generous with one another. How generous is Mahaprabhu to come and give this to us? Shirup said, is the height of mag magnanimity. Mahabodhanayavatar. That such a high thing is being given so freely to anyone and everyone. So, so, so generous. Our Gurudev has come to give us this. Shall we not be generous with one another? We like to fight over so many details and accumulate knowledge to fight with <laughs> others. It is not for that purpose. So be generous in your dealing. All of you living in, the, in, in, uh, in Finland here, it's a small country and small number of devotees and there are different sects. I represent some other foreign sect <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, but we all have much, much in common. And again, if you look carefully and honestly, you'll find in my own group, 
the thing I don't like in other groups can also be found. That's a fact. In my own group, what I don't like in other groups, I can also find that there. At least something. So make a group, a real group, that's based on people who who, who want to take part in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, in a generous dispensation of Krishna consciousness coming from Mahaprabhu, who will be generous with one another, who use the time wisely for making spiritual progress. It's a great disappointment to me. You know, I... Maybe I'm the oldest devotee here amongst... Uh, I think so. Uh, and there was a time when our Guru Maharaj was the only mission, at least, that was alive in the Western world. So we would go out and talk to the uh, non-devotee sector, uh, innocent people, and then we would come back and discuss with one another. But we didn't have this kind of quabbling amongst one another in those days. So there was great fraternity amongst the devotees. Some quabbling on some level, but not like today. <laughs> There are real problems, too. I don't mean to be um, superficial and uh, overly idealistic. But there's a way to deal with them that uh, gives, let us say, the, the, the best hope that there could be resolution and uh, some sense of unity. And we need one another, actually, to make progress. So i am spoken for some time now. Let me stop and ask if there's any questions.